Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It has been far too long. My favorite space and science writer Robert Zimmerman joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And Bob's website, Behind the Black. And uh, Bob, always good to visit with you. Happy New Year a little early. Uh, Happy New Year! Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, it's it's you know it's been a it's good uh, year's ending and you know it's been a good time. Yeah, and uh, we, we we've had mild weather, uh, no coat needed, and rain on uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in these parts. So uh, a lot of us are happy. The snow lovers, not so much, but uh, they'll get their chance. Uh, yeah, Minnesota. That's yeah. I, I congratulate you. That's yeah. good to hear. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it, it was pretty good. Uh, it, there there were people literally playing golf on on Christmas. That doesn't happen very often. Um, Bob, I, I want to get into a story, and this this is a very interesting story. And uh, you had a piece you said your website. Headline, record-setting Falcon 9 first-stage booster lost after landing. But before we shed a tear, I, I, I think you did a beautiful job explaining, hey, it landed on the drone ship in heavy seas. It tipped over. Uh, it, it was damaged beyond repair. But what an accomplishment, uh, an amazing list of accomplishments for this one booster. It's extraordinary. Yes, uh, this is uh, the SpaceX, as as your listeners probably know, uh, has tried to make its Falcon 9 rocket as reusable as possible. And so the first stage is completely reusable. And the fairings, that's what protects the payload during launch. Those are recovered and reused. Um, so about 70% of the vehicle is reused, which is not bad, considering it was we were told for 50 years that that was all impossible. Um, so this particular rocket boost, it was launched on December 23rd, Chris, uh, not quite Christmas, uh, set, sent up some stalling satellites, and then it came down. As root, In routine, it landed on the drone ship in the, um, uh, in the Atlantic. Um, however, um, this was, and it's, it was its 19th flight. That was the record. Uh, this is the most reused, reused booster at that moment in time. And now they have a bunch that also have been flown 18 times and a bunch that have flown 17 times and a bunch that have flown 16 times, and we can go on down the list. But this one had the record 19th time. Uh, that's almost comparable to a lot of the shuttles themselves, the space shuttles when they were flying. Uh, the reusability of the shuttle ranged from the last of the the four shuttles five shuttles that were built uh one to replace uh challenger 
ranged in reuse something like 10 to 30 times over the years. Um, but this is 19th time, and the key is that it only flew three and a half years to do that. The shuttles were flying for, what, 30, 40 years to get their numbers? Uh, it was flying very frequently um, with very little refurbishment. And what was interesting is it landed safely, but the seas were very rough. And so even though it was on the uh, the platform on the drone ship and it, they had tried to grab it with their robot octagrabber, octagrabber, whatever they call it, um, they weren't able to hold it in place, and so it fell over. And so it basically was destroyed when it fell over. But, but it completed its 19th flight. Now, uh, what's significant about this is this is not really a big setback for uh, SpaceX because, as I say, they have uh, many other ships' first stages in their fleet um, and I ex expect one to exceed 20 launches in the near future. They said these would go to at least 20 launches, but I, I am pretty convinced that once they get to 20, if they look at this booster and they think it's going to be still functioning, they'll keep using them for Starlink launches because Starlink is a SpaceX company, and why shouldn't they reuse their own boosters for their own satellites? And that reduces the cost of getting Starlink up into orbit. And so we're going to see a record that will break this 19th uh, Falcon stage booster. Yeah, and it, it, it is incredible because, as you said a moment ago, the idea that any of this stuff would be reusable. And we, we, we still see, um, for instance, China, there, there is stuff disposable. Uh, <laughs> the, the gigantic space launch system that NAS is building to send uh humans back to the moon uh that is all disposable or at least uh, the 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 big rocket and it's uh, etc et so so this is a real milestone and Steve, let me i'm sorry let me interrupt for a second to give you some contrast this same week uh china did a launch had two this last week or so they had two launches uh one launch they put up some uh gps type satellites and the uh, upper the lower stages, the core stage of that rocket crashed near homes in China. I've got a link of that. So in other words, they're, they're still not able to rebring their first stages down control. They crash them, and they crash them in China near habitable habitable areas. And those rockets use toxic hypergolic fuels. These are very toxic. They literally can uh, yeah. dissolve your skin if they get on you. And the other launch was uh, they had launched their Long March Five rocket which has a core stage that kind of reaches orbit. And in the past, that first stage could not be restarted once it finished its job. So it came down uncontrolled, and it's big enough that it hits the ground. And we had a few cases where the whole world was waiting. Where was this going to hit? And in one, one of those cases, uh, if it had come down 15 minutes early, it would have landed in the New York metropolitan area. Um, they launched a Long March 5, and they've announced that it's going to come down somewhere in the China Sea uh, tomorrow. Now, if that's the case, and they can predict where it's coming down, that suggests they've improved their, their technology enough they can restart the engine to deorbit it under control. But it just contrasts with what SpaceX did and private enterprise did in this case, Steve, you know? Yeah, it, it is just an incredible accomplishment. But it, it, it's still interesting how it, it's portrayed, if you will, that I, I really appreciate what, what you wrote on your website because it, it laid out, yes, it, it was a mishap, not by design, but 
you know, you may read the headline somewhere else, and it's like, oh, it's a total failure. They lost their rocket back to the drawing board, and nothing could be further from the truth. Right. Exactly right. This this one reusable stage, as SpaceX noted, launched two astronauts into orbit and more than 860 satellites, totaling more than 260 metric tons, and it did it in three and a half years. And as I know, I'm behind the black. Uh, that's more mass into orbit. That's actually two and a half times more mass into orbit than a Saturn V could put. Now, it took significantly longer, three and a half years, which isn't really that long, but oh my gosh, significantly less money. Yes. The, probably the cost for those uh, 19 launches was probably less than, uh, um, I'd say, $200 million, uh, probably less than that even. Uh, another update on SpaceX. Where do we stand for this uh, much-anticipated third launch of Starship down in Texas? I know they're getting close. Uh, is, is this imminent? <laughs> no. Uh, this is a prediction. I'm making the same prediction I made in April, and everyone poo-pooed it, and I was right. Um, SpaceX is getting close to being ready to launch, just like after the April launch, they said they'd be ready in August. They were a little late. They were ready in early September. I predicted they would not launch any earlier than November. And I said the reason it would be delayed was not because of SpaceX, but because of intransigence in the federal government's bureaucracy, the paper pushes. And that's what happened. They were delayed two and a half months because the FAA and Fish and Wildlife had to spend a lot of time writing reports. They didn't do any investigation. That was all done by SpaceX. Uh, and the GAO has confirmed that. They just simply had to write the paperwork and get it signed off by their superiors. And I'm predicting the same thing. I think SpaceX will be engineering-wise ready. They've already done a, a static fire test of the Starship that's going to fly. Uh, so I think they'll be pretty ready to go by early January. But I don't think they're going to get an approval from the FAA or Fish and Wildlife. Fish and Wildlife obviously knows everything about rockets and should absolutely be making decisions here. They're not going to get approval from either one of them probably no earlier than March. Figure two months plus delay after SpaceX is ready. Uh, part of the reason this is happening, I think, is because um, the uh, bureaucrats in the, uh, uh, in the FAA specific uh, under the gun by the uh, their higher-ups in the executive branch in the White House, the politicos, the ones who are politically appointed, who have decided they don't like Elon Musk for a lot of political reasons. And for that reason, the, uh, the Biden administration appears to be going after Musk in every way possible. This is probably the most successful businessman in the last uh, 50 years in the United States, he's created more jobs and revitalized the economies of whole cities. And that's a reason to punish him, according to the Biden administration. It's pretty disgraceful. Well, and there is a bit of a tug of war, and we need to take a break. But but I want to get into that tug of war because on the flip side, NAS has said, well, we, we, we need the capability of yeah. Starship to reach our goal of putting humans back on the moon. And I want to get your thoughts on that. And um, I we want to talk a, a, a bit about uh, one of uh, my favorite books, a book you did, uh, Genesis, The Story of Apollo 8. And we will do all of that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We continue. Robert Zimmerman, my favorite space and science writer, joining us. And before the break, we talked about SpaceX and challenges getting to that third test launch um, and the fact that the administration is dragging their feet. On the flip side, NASA would love this technology to be fully developed because it is a big part of returning humans to the moon. Yeah, um, this is a case of the federal government being schizophrenic. Uh, one, one agency wants it, others do not. But the bottom line is the people at the top. They determine what goes on. And it really much does appear that the uh, interests of the Biden administration not, are not linked well with the interests of the nation here. And I'm not even talking about going to the moon. Trying to harm uh, what's what Elon Musk is doing, and is 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 counterproductive to the nation because he's not breaking any laws, he's not doing anything immoral, and to go after him is just counterproductive, and it's it's not what elected officials should be doing. And uh, by the way, you can follow uh, all of uh, Bob's writings at the website behind the black. And we should point out, uh, you, you appear regularly with John Batchelor on these airwaves later at night, of course, but. Uh, uh, be on the lookout for that as well. I'm on Bachelor twice a week and have been for about 12 years now. So yeah. I report on space for him, uh, Steve, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so you, you, I, I'm sure you'll hear Bob uh, with John Bachelor here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. All right, we've talked about this a number of times. Uh, Genesis is uh, the story of Apollo 8. Uh, Christmas is is the focus of this. A, a wonderful engineering achievement. And I, I know it's available in ebook form, and, and people can find out more at your website. Uh, audio book form as well, Steve, yeah. I should mention. There's an audio book oh. version of this as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, here we are, uh, day after Christmas, and... This this was quite an achievement. This this was an important milestone for sure. The Apollo 8 mission to the moon, Christmas week of 1968, um, was significant historically in more ways. Engineering-wise, it was a great achievement. They did, they did a mission that had a 50-50 chance of success, and they were willing to go ahead with that despite the risks. But it had historical significance that I think is going to – um, resonate through the decades and appears to be resonating more with time. And the most significant part of that is two things. One, they were the first time humans ever went to another world. That, that There's never going to be a first time humans go to another world. That's, that's, the, a, that's a historically significant achievement that no one else will top ever. 
It's equivalent to Gagarin uh, when he was the first man in space, and it's equivalent to Columbus, of course, in the ocean and and discovering the new world because it was not recognized or known in the uh, civilized European world until he did it. So that's that's two. But the other thing that's significant about Apollo 8 is that when these guys got to the moon, they were willing, and they were orbiting the moon on Christmas Eve, they were willing to make a definitive statement uh, of what the free world meant to them and what that mission meant to the world and to the free world. Because they had to say something significant as they orbited the moon in a, in a primetime telecast. And they chose to read the first 12 verses of the Old Testament. And they did that to try to express goodwill to as many people as possible, to capture the majesty of the moment, and to tell the world during the Cold War that as free people, they have the right to do what they wanted. They made the choice completely independent of NASA. NASA didn't tell them what to do. In fact, NASA told them, we're not going to tell you what to do. And no one at NASA knew what they were going to do until they did it. So this was American citizens choosing to speak their mind in the orbit around the moon. And once again, it wasn't a religious speak statement specifically because they wanted to say something that would encompass as many religious people as possible. But it had a, a very deep moral and spiritual statement. And that is something that we've become afraid to do. And it's unfortunate because if you don't stand for your moral commitment, you're going to allow a vacuum to exist and then bad things will start happening. Yeah, it it is a wonderful book. And I invite people, if they haven't read it, to check it out and they can find it at your website. It's a great story, but what what a wonderful uh, achievement. Uh, Genesis, the story of Apollo 8. Well, Bob, always good to visit with you. Once again, Happy New Year, and hopefully we can visit again in the new year, and we look forward to your appearances with John Batchelor here on CCO. My pleasure, Steve. Whenever you want me, I'm willing to come back. Thank you very much. There he is, Robert Zimmerman, the website Behind the Black. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.